This is episode 386 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, What's an EEDC Bag? Do you need one? Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey, this episode is sponsored by Legacy Foods. If you're looking for quality food storage that you can grab and go uh, when you need to bug out, uh, then take a look at Legacy Foods. I'm an affiliate for them, and I also believe in the products. I'll have a link for you in the show notes. Hey, I want to send a big shout out to C.R. Stewart, who left a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, He says, this is the top podcast I listen to for disaster preparedness. Not only is solid information presented, but Todd's commentary is gold. It is awesome to get a daily dose of preparedness while you are driving or working. Keep up the great work. Hey, uh, C.R. Stewart, thanks so much for dropping that. Uh, review in iTunes. I greatly appreciate it and it means a whole lot to me. Hey guys, um, before we jump into the article, I uh, want to just remind you that the survey, the, the Prepper website survey, where you can come and you know, give me a little bit of information as far as what kind of preparedness things you know, you're know you looking for, what kind of things are interesting to you. Um, you know, All that kind of information will help drive content on Prepper website and also on the podcast. And so uh, I have a link for you in the show notes as well. When you uh, finish that survey, when you submit it, you'll get a link to an ebook that you can download that I put together. And uh, you know that's just as a, a, a small little gift for completing that survey that will be so helpful to the preparedness community and uh, also to me in, in providing content out there. So let's go ahead and jump into our article of the podcast. It comes to us from planandprepared.com. And the article is entitled, What's an EEDC Bag? Do you need one? And so uh, James is a law enforcement officer, and he carries uh, this EEDC bag, which you're going to find out what it is and the content. Uh, You know, so a lot of good stuff here. And so let's go ahead and see what he has to say here. I've written a few articles about EDC, and I've mentioned having an EEDC bag. This, of course, brings a few emails asking questions about it. Questions like, what is it? What's, what is in it? Should I have one? I've received enough emails over the years that I thought I'd take a look at the bag, what it is, and the purpose behind it, and the contents I keep in it. To answer the first question, EEDC stands for Extended Everyday Carry. This is gear that I have with me in situations where I might be away from home for more than just a short period of time. I also make sure I have these items on me or in my vehicle when I'm going more than 5 to 10 miles from home. For all intents and purposes, it is really a go bag or a get home bag. It is a bag with the gear and supplies I would need if I find myself in a bad situation and needed to get home or help me through the bad situation. I'd like to think that I would be able to drive home in an emergency situation But we all know that is not always the case. Atlanta, Georgia residents found themselves in weather-induced traffic gridlock back in 2014. Thousands of drivers were forced to abandon their vehicles and go out on foot. So for potential situations like these, 
I have my EEDC or go bag. I want to clarify a few things before going into how I built my go bag. The first is that I do not consider this a bug out bag. This bag is designed to help me out or get me home in various emergency situations. It is not designed for long-term sustainability in a massive SHTF scenario. For that, I have my inch bag or I'm never coming home. The second thing to add is that I do carry a few law enforcement related items in this bag. I have my department issued iPad and subsequent charger. The iPad is programmed with a few different GPS and map programs and apps. Great for finding my way if I were to become lost. I also have a 300 watt power inverter that I use to charge things like my cell phone and iPad while in my vehicle. In addition to two AC outlets, the inverter also has two USB outlets as well. And finally, I have a small 9-quart Coleman cooler with a chill pack that I keep in my truck. I carry things like bottled water, a few cliff bars and protein bars, and over-the-counter meds like aspirin, etc. In the event that I have to take off on foot, I can transfer these items to my pack and leave the cooler itself behind. Alright, so the pack. The bag itself is a Voodoo Level 3 tactical bag. The pack is 18 inches tall by 10 inches wide by 10 inches deep. This comes out to about 29 liters of content space. The Voodoo Tactical Level 3 Assault Bag is made with rugged, heavy-duty nylon. It also has large, heavy-duty, rust-proof zippers. The bag has two full-length compartments, each with two added pockets on the inside. This is handy for organizing small items. There are also two smaller pockets on the front of the bag. The back of the pack has a foam pad for comfort, but it has also been contoured to allow airflow between the pack and you. The bag has Molly, Alice, and D-ring attachments so that you can add other attachments to it, which is nice. The shoulder straps have a foam padding on the underside, which is designed for added comfort. It has an adjustable waist belt compression straps that allow you to cinch down the contents securely and chest clips to help secure the pack for longer treks and or heavier loads. So those uh, adjustable, like the waist belt, I mean, those make such a big difference to remove the weight of your, you know, from the, of the pack from your shoulders. And so if you can't afford a pack that has those and there are more affordable uh, packs than the Voodoo, I think the Voodoo uh, pack um, I mean, it wasn't quite terribly expensive, um, but, you know, it's like 72 bucks. But there were some, like, uh, there was a, a SOG version that I saw um, when I was checking this one out that was only about 35 bucks, And uh, it looked to be pretty similar. But, again, you want to really, uh, you know, have one of those waist belts if you can have one because it makes a big difference. While the pack does have a tactical look when up close, I got it in black. From a distance, it looks like a standard college backpack. Sure, it's not perfect for OPSEC, but because I use this bag every day for work, I needed something durable and rugged, something to stand up against daily wear and tear. This bag fit the bill. I treated the pack with Atsco silicone water repellent. This helps to repel water and will help keep the items inside dry. Alright, so the contents. As I stated above, the items in the bag are there to help me in an emergency setting or to get home if everything goes completely sideways. My goal was to try and keep the bag as light as possible so that I can move quickly and quietly. 
The faster you can get to a safe location, the better off you will be. I won't be living out of this bag either. So for that reason, I don't have much in the way of bushcraft items or hunting and fishing gear. No tents or sleeping bags either. When designing and planning this bag, I chose content that can be used in conjunction with my EDC items. I also tried to find the items that I could use both in my job and in an emergency situation. So I looked for items that could serve multiple purposes in many different situations. I also had to try and keep the bag light. I have categorized the items listed below. Food and water. I have mentioned before that I keep a small cooler in my vehicle. In it, I have four or five bottles of water that I could quickly transfer to my pack. I can dump the cliff bars and medications into the pack as well. That gives me enough water and food for at least a day or two. I also have a Sawyer mini water filter should I find myself running out of water sooner than I expect. Summers here can reach triple digits. Fortunately for me, the area that I live in has multiple bodies of water. Oklahoma has over 200 lakes, many of which are in my area. Should I need to heat water, I have a clean canteen wide mouth bottle. This 27 ounce bottle weighs a little over 7 ounces and will let me boil water. Inside the bottle, I keep a few great value water flavor packs. These are the energy packs that have a little caffeine in them. I also keep one or two five hour energy drinks in the cooler as well. All right, guys, so that clean canteen wide mouth bottle. Um, Whenever you look at videos online, you know, on YouTube or whatever, where people, maybe they're out uh, camping, um, bushcraft videos, whatever, they're heating up water. A lot of the times uh, it is that clean canteen, uh, the wide mouth uh, bottle that they're using. Um, You want to be careful not to get the ones with the the dual lining, kind of like, you know, the Yeti type. Um, uh, bottles or whatever, uh, because those won't heat up as well, and those you know they'll get damaged. But this clean canteen wide mouth bottle, that is the one that you you really want to look at. They're not too expensive, about twenty five bucks. All right, so uh, let me continue on here. I initially put in some emergency food bars, uh, life raft bars, but when I started running out of room in my pack, I decided that I could make do with the cliff bars. So for power, I have a Goal Zero Nomad 7 solar panel in my pack. This would allow me to charge things like my cell phone and or other mini USB items while on the move. I have updated some of my gear to take advantage of this. I'll cover this more in a bit. This particular package came with four rechargeable AA batteries and the necessary cables to recharge other portable devices. This solar panel weighs a little over one pound and can easily be attached to my backpack via the loops. It can put out about 5 watts of energy. I use a 13,000 milliamp Anchor USB battery. I can charge this via the solar panel during the day, then charge my items with the battery at night. You can also charge this battery from your vehicle. This particular battery will charge an iPhone or Samsung phone multiple times between battery charges. It is small and lightweight, coming in at about 8.5 ounces. One thing to note, the battery will not charge other items while being charged itself. So for clothing and shelter, I always dress appropriately for the current weather conditions. By wearing the right clothing, you can save yourself a lot of headaches and not have to carry extra clothing in your pack. So when it's cold, for example, I always have a warm coat with me, even if I'm just driving a short distance away. I have a sturdy pair of boots in my truck as well. 
For more on clothing preparedness, please click here. I keep a pair of wool socks in my pack. Protecting your feet is extremely important if you are having to hoof at home. I go with wool because it is hydrophilic, meaning it is easily or it easily absorbs moisture. Moisture can destroy your feet when walking. Hence, if my feet get wet, I can change out to dry socks and keep on moving. I keep a frog tog rain suit in my vehicle. Read my review on it here. But if for some reason I can't get to it or have to leave it behind, I have a cheap rain poncho I bought at Walmart in my pack. It takes up very little space and weighs next to nothing. For a one-time use, it could come in handy. For potentially hazardous conditions, I have a 3M particulate respirator 8233 N100 mask. It will filter out almost all particles in the air. It won't filter out a lot of chemicals or toxins, but it is certainly better than just a bandana. I can also use this at work in case of disasters. This is much more work appropriate for me than a bandana. Now I do have a Shema. Click here to learn how to tie it. I love this thing because it has so many versatile uses. Not only can it protect your head and face from the elements, you can use it as a filter for water or filter debris out of water before boiling it. Use it as a towel, a sling, or a bandage for wounds, an improvised sack, tie the ends together, or an improvised rope, etc. I also keep an extra hat in my vehicle. Although it is not in my bag, it is usually easily accessible for my vehicle. Having a ball cap or a brimmed hat will help protect you from the elements. I have a pair of clear goggles in the bag. While I usually wear sunglasses outside, these goggles help protect my eyes in low light situations. They are foam lined, which allows them to help seal to my face. They are also fog resistant. As I said before, I do not carry a tent, but should I have to hunker down for any reason, I have a cheap shower curtain I bought at Walmart. Like the poncho, it is extremely lightweight and takes very little space in my pack. With the rope I keep in my pack, I can build an emergency lean-to and could use the poncho as a ground cover. For just a night or two, this will help keep me dry. I keep a small blanket in my truck as well. Although this is not designed for extreme temps, I can wrap this around me as an additional layer should I have to rough it home in cold weather. So, fire source. I have the EDC Core Plasma Lighter. I absolutely love this lighter. It is electric and requires no fuel. It is windproof and will light in the most unfavorable conditions. This little lighter is rechargeable using a mini USB charger. I can recharge it using my battery solar panel. You can use it between 200 to 300 times before needing to recharge. I also keep a small box of waterproof matches as a backup. And so I have one of the plasma lighters as well. It's not this one. I think it's like a Tesla plasma lighter. And uh, yeah, it is. Uh, you can recharge it with a, with, a U, with a battery through USB. And so it's uh, pretty cool to, to be able to use that. Um, you do need to, there is a difference in this one and the one that I have. Um, this one, um, the plasma is actually, you can get to it a little bit easier. The one that I have, um, there's only a small piece. So you, like if you were going to roll up paper, um, really it's like for cigarettes and things like that. 
but if you were going to like light a piece of paper, you'd have to like roll it up like the size of a cigarette. The, this one that um, that James has that he's talking about, um, the plasma. I mean, you can you can touch it the the way or touch it easily because it forms uh, on the top on the top of the lighter. So it's uh, it's kind of cool there. In a small Ziploc bag, I keep some dryer lint I could use as tinder. Cotton balls covered in Vaseline also work well. Okay, so for light sources, I have multiple light sources as part of my EDC. On my duty belt, I carry the Streamlight 754-58 Stinger. This flashlight is very bright, 800 lumens, and is rechargeable. It has a high and low setting as well as a strobe. I've carried this one for years and absolutely love it. Of course, I don't carry this when not on duty. In my pocket or EDC, I have the Olight S1 Mini Baton. This small, less than 2 inches long, weighs 1.6 ounces. 600 lumens mini light has many great features. It is rechargeable through mini USB, has a high, low, and strobe setting, waterproof to about 5 feet, and has a magnetic end cap that easily attaches to metal. This clip makes it easy to attach to a pocket or ball cap. It frees up your hands, yet holds it firm. I love this light. Because the battery is rechargeable with a mini USB, I can recharge this light via the battery or with the solar panel. In my pack, I have a backup Cree Ultrafire. This light uses one AA battery and puts out around 300 lumens. It clips firmly in my pocket and it has never accidentally fallen out. It is sturdy and well built. The power button is subdued and I have never accidentally turned it on while still in my pocket. My model comes with three different settings, including a strobe mode. This was my EDC light until I discovered the O-Light, but I put the Cree in my pack as a backup. I have the rechargeable AA batteries from the Goal Zero Nomad that will work in this light. So for gear and tools, I have the Leatherman Wingman tool. This is a rugged, well-built multi-tool that comes in very handy. It has a good blade on it, which I could use as a backup to my EDC knife, the Kershaw Tonto. Included in the pack is a small full tang boot knife. I like this because it is a fixed blade, full tang backup. I have a cheap pair of binoculars that I purchased at Walmart. These binoculars are for work, but they could certainly come in handy in a bad situation that I might be trying to avoid. I have a right in the rain all weather notebook and a carpenter's pencil. Both work in all kinds of rough environments and elements. I keep my vehicle emergency bag in my truck. Click here to read more about it. It has things like tools such as screwdrivers and socket sets, tow ropes, jumper cables, etc. The thing I would need to help me and my vehicle out in a bad situation. However, if I find myself having to abandon my truck and walk on foot, I can leave it behind. I also keep a four-way Silcock water key in my bag as well. This is great for unlocking water faucets outside of industrial and public buildings. In the first day or two of a really bad situation, you could still find water in these outdoor hydrants. Having a key to unlock them could be invaluable. I also have about 25 feet of twine. It is rated to about 80 pounds strength and would certainly come in handy in a lot of different scenarios. I also have two aluminum carabiners and a large handful of small plastic zip ties. A small roll of duct tape is also included in this. I also have several feet of aluminum foil folded up in a small square. I have a small state map as well as several GPS programs on my iPad. A cheap Walmart compass and a small signal mirror round out this category. So for first aid, 
I carry a small trauma kit in my bag. This includes things such as a tactical combat tourniquet. With a little practice, you could put this on yourself one-handed. Quick clot combat gauze, Israeli bandage, regular gauze, medical tape, medical shears, chest seal for entry and exit wounds, latex gloves, etc. I'm not a paramedic, but I had had some trauma first aid training. I should be able to treat major wounds long enough to hopefully reach medical help. There is a second IFAX or uh, individual first aid kit on my TAC vest. I would encourage everyone to get some first aid training. Your local American Red Cross is a great place to learn more. When building a first aid kit, there are some things to keep in mind. First, if you keep latex gloves in your bag, they will be susceptible to the heat. The heat will degrade them, so during the warm months of the year, you may need to change them out from time to time. Second, the cat tourniquets are great, but be sure to get them and not the knockoffs. The knockoffs will not hold up under duress. I also have some zip stitch sutures. These are great for closing wounds in a pinch. See the video below for more details. I also have things for minor emergencies such as band-aids, moleskin, etc., In the cooler, I carry items like ibuprofen, chapstick, and sinus medication. I will include my small bottle of hand sanitizer and about one-third roll of toilet paper in the section, you know, for when nature calls. So as I mentioned above, this is my go bag. This bag and its contents will help me get home should I ever find myself in a bad situation. Weighing about 12 pounds before adding my water, it is something I can easily and comfortably carry for quite some distance. Again, I don't consider this a bug out bag. I actually have an inch bag I'm never coming home that I can grab in three seconds and be out the door. But I'll save that bag for another article. I use this bag in conjunction with the items I already carry EDC. Click the link for more details on my EDC. Many of these items I have used in some major situations. I won't leave home without them, as I have learned just how invaluable these could be if and when things go south. I would encourage you to build and keep a go bag somewhere close to you, be it in your vehicle, your office, etc. You never know when disasters might strike. Are there items that you carry that are not on this list? Let us know in the comment section below. Stay safe out there. All right, guys, very good article on uh, on having the go bag or the EEDC, you know, the extended everyday carry. Um, the only thing that I would, well, I mean, there's a couple of things here. Um, the cooler so, for instance, he is in a patrol vehicle, I'm assuming, uh, when he talks about keeping that cooler there. And so you would have that cooler with you, um, I guess, like in an air air conditioned or, you know, the AC is going inside of your vehicle. Um, I think like a cooler in, if I was to keep that um, in my vehicle during the day when it's just sitting in the parking lot, definitely, I don't think a cold pack would uh, would last very long. And so, uh, you know, that's kind of something there to consider. But I've talked about um, how you can handle that. So if you had another small, um, let's say you carry your your go bag or your EEDC, right? Um, You keep that in your vehicle. You can have a smaller bag where you keep water and those things that could melt, those things that, uh, you know, are highly susceptible to the heat. And you can take that inside with you, right? And uh, you, you could just have that easily transferred, you know, when you're going into the to the office, or you know, if you're a woman, you have a, you know, it could look like a purse, 
you know, if guys, you could you know, make it look like a, a small backpack or something along those li- lines to where uh, it doesn't look so obvious that it, it's uh, like a go bag or whatever. And, uh, and so that would allow you to, you know, still carry those items, but not leave them in the vehicle, but you still have them in case of an emergency. But if you are in a position like you are, a, you know, you're someone who, you know, works out of your vehicle all the time, definitely having a little cooler is very possible and uh, something that, you know, you should really consider. Uh, one of the things about the USB, I love his setup with the USB because now there are so many things that you can do and the battery banks that you can get are so big. And uh, he's right. They do power phones many, many times. And, uh, you know, there's so many things you can do with it. And uh, it looks like he's using that to his full advantage. Not only that, but he has the, uh, um, you know, the, uh, the solar panel to be able to charge that battery if he needed to. If you haven't made like a go bag or an EDC, one of the things uh, that you can do bouncing off of this article is to consider all the different categories. You know, so when he talks about power, he talks about clothing and fire and, uh, you know, food and stuff like that. You know, gear, all those different, um, all the different categories, you can use that. And maybe you don't have exactly what James has in his bag, but you can start to use that, um, those categories to create your own bag. I'm like, what would I have in this category? What would I have in this category? Um, you know, I'm probably never going to need, um, you know, change of clothes, but socks, socks are always a good thing to have, you know, and, and, you know, always kind of, uh, you know, adjusting it to your needs. Um, you know, that's one thing that you always have to remember when you're when you're reading an article like this or you're listening to an article like this. Uh, you, we get some great ideas. There might be some gear out there that you that James talks about here in his article, and you can go uh, link to these items in in Amazon uh, from his article, and and you can add them to your preps. But remember, you still need to make that bag your own, and so a lot of great information here. You know, this is one of those uh, those articles that you can find um, this type of article over on the Prepper website podcast.com. I do have uh, a, a page that where I have just listed a bunch of different articles in the different categories. So like if you wanted EDC, there is uh, articles there. If you wanted uh, bug out bags, articles there. And uh, I, I put that one together about a year ago when I started the prepper or, or the podcast. And so uh, I haven't updated it in the, in the last couple of months. I, you know, I need to go ahead and update it. And this is one of those articles that I would put in there where you, you, you'd be able to find it. And so if you were making a kit or you wanted to have some good ideas, you don't have to go to Google or a search engine or even Prepper website because I do have all those things there. I picked the best of the best out and I put them in that list. And so you can go check that out. Again, that's over at theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. And then there is a link uh, you know, on, the, on the, the homepage, you know, what do I put in my kit? And just click there and you'll go, go straight over there to it. So uh, another great article here. Uh, I think James has done it uh, really well, has set this up. I uh, look forward to reading his article on the bug out bag, you know, whatever he put in there or his inch bag, you know, I'm never coming home. And so, uh, you know, that's something that we will be doing in the future whenever he he uh, writes that and he puts that up on his website. So, guys, this is over at planandprepared.com. I'm going to link to it, like always, in the show notes. And you can go over over there. And, he, again, he has linked to a lot of great uh, a lot of great content, articles, and then gear. 
and uh, you know he is writing from that law enforcement perspective and so um, you know this is kind of stuff that he deals with every single day well everyone that is it for episode 386 hey don't forget to subscribe to the show head on over to the prepper website podcast.com that way you never miss another episode of sweet prepper goodness and take a moment to connect with me i have a ton of ways to connect in the show notes and with that choose to live a more self-reliant life choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind until tomorrow stay prepped and aware Peace.